1: I'm Marty Wolf, your host for the Business Builder Show, and along with my executive producer, D.C. Taylor, we will be your guides on this learning journey. I'm proud to let you know we record this show in the studios of 94.3 FM, The Talker. Which is part of Bold Gold Media. And we are in my hometown of Scranton, Pennsylvania. Hooray for Scranton, Pennsylvania, D.C. Taylor. We're making it happen in Northeast PA. We certainly are. The Business Builder Show is distributed by csuitradio.com. That's C-SuiteRadio.com. You can find the Business Builder Show and many other fine shows on C-Suite Radio. So, D.C., do we have our guest on the line? Are we ready to go? Sure do. And that guest is Daniel Coyle. Hi, Daniel. How are you, sir? I'm good, Marty. Thanks. It's nice to be with you today. Well, it's, I'm thrilled you're here. I have been following you for a long time. So um, some people say this and don't really mean it. I'm going to say something, and I really mean it. I am thrilled you are here, man. I really am. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I really appreciate that. And you, we're going to focus on your book which is The Culture Code, The Secrets of Highly Successful Groups. Uh, again, title, uh, that's the title. The author is Daniel Coyle. And um, let me do a brief intro and uh, mention, up, uh, mention a couple other things. But here's the brief intro. Daniel Coyle is the New York Times bestselling author of The Talent Code, The Little Book of Talent. The Secret Race, with co-author Tyler Hamilton and many other books. And again, uh, today we're going to be talking about his latest book, The Culture Code. It will be available January 30th. That's correct, right, Daniel?
0: That is absolutely correct.
1: We can pre-order it right now, though, right? You You bet. All right. Let me mention a couple other things before I start grilling you with all these questions. All right. Um, Some praise uh, uh, about the book came from a gentleman named Adam Grant, who was best-selling author of originals and a couple other great books, and he's with the University of Pennsylvania. This is what Adam Grant says about this book. A truly brilliant, mesmerizing read that demystifies the magic of great groups. The Culture Code blows all other books on the subject right out of the water, and Adam Grant says... Suggest to read this immediately. Let me read some other praise. This might be embarrassing you. I'm not sure, Daniel, but stay, stay with me. I, I'm setting this up. I'm setting this up, man. So here's some other praise. Uh, someone sent you an email. A guy named Marty Wolf sent you an email a while back, and it says, Daniel, I just finished reading The Culture Code last night. I'm going to tell you what others have already told you. You are a remarkably talented writer slash storyteller. This work is destined for success. Most impressive to me is the research, study, and time you take to tell us stories about people and their culture. So Daniel, again, welcome to the Business Builders Show. Thanks. good
0: to be here. That guy sounds pretty bright. He is pretty
1: bright. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna try to keep it going so that we keep it so that both of us sound pretty bright. How's that? Sounds good. So your book, right in the introduction, it says this. Group culture is one of the most powerful forces on the planet. We sense its presence inside successful businesses, championship teams, and thriving families, and we sense when it's absent or toxic. Tell me more about that as a starter.
0: Yeah, you no, know, it's pretty interesting. When you get down to it, you know, we all we all talk about culture. We all that is, it is seen, you know, the old saying, culture eats strategy for lunch. And and that is that is true, just not in a metaphorical sense. You know, when you do studies on what If you take two businesses that are identical, identical twin businesses, one has a strong culture, one doesn't, over 10 years, the net revenue improvement will be 756% more net revenue mm. than isn't. strong culture. So it, yeah. isn't, it isn't about atmospherics. It isn't about feel good. It's really about performance. Mm. It's really about performance. There's a reason when you walk into a championship locker room that it feels the way it does.
1: Mm. And there's
0: a reason when you walk into a great restaurant or a business that it feels the way it does. Culture is about groups of people becoming more than the sum of their parts. Mm-hmm. more than the sum of their parts and we've always thought of it as kind of magic we've always thought oh it's just that special thing they have that special DNA that, that the seals have or that Disney have or that Apple has or that Google has mm-hmm. but when you look deeper at it as I did over the last five years when you actually visit these places and when you look at the science you see something and it's it, we've been thinking about culture all wrong. We've been thinking about culture with this as a soft thing mm-hmm. right? We've thinking about culture as a soft thing that has to do with values and voice and engagement and leadership and purpose and mission and all these words and concepts, this this big cloud of soft stuff. But in fact, when you go there, it's not soft. It's hard. It's about these really simple signals, really simple, this deep grammar of human connection that gets delivered in these places through behaviors, and they're really simple behaviors. They're about creating safety, connecting. They're about sharing vulnerability, really cooperating and being honest with each other. And they're about direction. Yeah. So yeah. what I saw in these places was really, really different. They were tapping into that same power. We we feel the power of culture, but right now, the science is giving us the opportunity to really understand what's underneath the hood. It's, it's not magic, actually. It's behavior.
1: Yeah, Um, you said a couple things. I just want to reiterate something I said at the top of the show. You spent five years looking at this and you're talking about the science behind this, not the touchy feely stuff, the science behind. I'm all for the touchy feely stuff. You are, too, I'm sure. Uh, But the science behind it. Again, I'm speaking with Daniel Coyle. His book is The Culture Code, The Secrets of Highly Successful Groups. So you had to figure out which groups to study. Was there a formula? Did you do an analysis? How did you decide which groups to take a look at?
0: Yeah, it was interesting. I did I did have kind of a formula. I ended up with, I said, top 1% of their domain sustained success with a variety of personnel um, and people who were regarded by those in their industry, by knowledgeable observers to have a good culture. So I went around and looked in the areas of tech. I looked in the area of sport. I looked in military. I looked in education. I actually ended up I looked in crime, uh, mm. I ended up uh, connecting and researching with a, a group of jewel thieves who were the best at what they did. <laughs> but really trying to cut across all different domains to find. And you end up in places like the San Antonio Spurs, yeah. the most successful sports franchise. You end up in places like Pixar. You end up in SEAL Team 6. And those places, uh, which is kind of, it's kind of strange to say because they're in such different domains, yeah. you know, they're, they're, they're so different in so many ways, but when you are actually in that space, in that presence, there's a real similarity of feel. There's a real similarity to the, to the snap and the quickness and, the, and the, the group attention that they share and the way they interact. It really is at the core of what human connection is made of.
1: Yeah, and you broke, you broke the book down into three skills, I believe you call them skills. Mm -hmm. Um, you talked about, and you mentioned this a little earlier, um, skill number one, build safety. Number two, share vulnerability. Number three, establish purpose. So we can't possibly cover the entire book, so I'm going to ask you to talk about some of my favorites. That's okay, right? (laughs) You bet. Bring it. So under build safety, and you already mentioned the San Antonio Spurs. So since you mentioned them, uh, one of my favorite teams, what did you find there? How does that connect to the culture code? Talk to me about that.
0: They're such a cool place to visit, I am to say, we all know that they're a good team, and we all know they have good players. We all know that Greg Popovich, but the interesting thing about them is that their coach has a well-deserved reputation for being a yeller, for being hardcore, for being a real, uh, he, he, gives, he gives what you might call really vivid, clear feedback to <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's one way to put it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and, and what I saw from a distance, so it's kind of a mystery. It's like, well, should we all be hard asses then? You know, because that's what Greg Popovich is to yeah. his players at times. Yeah. But when you go inside, what he is pairing that with, that, that level of, of candor, candid feedback, is a level of care.
1: Mm.
0: One of the coaches said, he's going to do two things. He's going to love you, and he's going to tell you the truth. Mm. What you see from the fan's point of view is him telling the truth. What you see when you go inside is the love. And the love consists of regular touches, gatherings, dinners, connections. He will constantly be, food is like their main vehicle for connections. Yeah, 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 be constantly organizing dinners, checking on the wine list, ordering stuff. Yeah, taking care of I love and that. Does-
1: I love that. I love the story you told. That's fantastic. I didn't know that about him. He loves ah. wine, right? He's a wine connoisseur, right?
0: really loves wine, and he uses that as a vehicle to really connect with his players. And yeah. then with his coaches, too. They have dinner before every game, just the coaches do. And they sometimes go to two restaurants. The joke is that to be a Spurs coach, it helps to be bulimic. Um, <laughs> they eat together. Yeah. And at the end of it, they give uh, a keepsake book uh, with every menu of the place they, they visited. And, and the wine, the wine that they drank, the label of the wine that they yeah. It's a special time. And, and the other thing that he does that was really cool, on the day that I was there, visiting a normal practice, they had lost the day before, um, they go to watch film, and what pops up on the film is a video about the 50th anniversary of the passage of the Civil Rights Act. Yeah. So he's he's, he's connecting, and he's, he's got, you know, mostly black players who are wealthy, and he starts challenging them, saying, would you have stood up in that time? Wow. What, what would you have done in that situation? So he's not just a coach. I mean, he is connecting to them as whole people um, on a lot of different levels. And there's tons of cool science that I have in there as to why that's effective. When you give someone that level of care and that level of truth, how it creates connections between people. And so the Spurs success is not, it's not accidental when you really look at how they do it.
1: Uh, Hell no. (laughs) Hell no. It's not accidental. I I got the chills uh, just uh, literally um, when you told that story and when I read it. Um, I, I, I again I'm going to keep blowing smoke up your you know where because I love this book Daniel I'm sorry I apologize I just think and like that story your ability to tell that story and tell his story um it, it's just it's just powerful and and so that was a story and there was many stories under the category of build safety so coach was building a safe environment correct so At the end of these lessons, you actually go into ideas for action and you talk about that. And we don't have time to go through all of those. But I'm laying out what the structure of the book is and why it's so powerful. Let's go to skill number two. You okay with that? Yeah, you bet. Skill number two. Talk to me about share vulnerability. What do you mean by share it? And maybe I'll set it up by saying, you know, talk to me about let's see here. Draper Kaufman, oh, who's he, and and he has something I think you describe as a trust machine. I, I, I'm not sure. Tell me, tell me about that.
0: Yeah, you know, trust is. We all know that trust is at the core of good teams, and we all know that we all seek to build that in our groups. You know, high trust groups are groups that are that, that succeeded at a much higher level because they can cooperate much more closely. But. We don't have a clear view on how to create that trust. And when I visited these places, I saw this way of creating trust that, that perfectly aligns with the science, and it generates trust, and it's called vulnerability loops. And a vulnerability loop is when two people are open together about their weakness. And our understanding of trust is wrong. Our understanding of trust is that we have to trust a little and then trust more and trust more, and you sort of uh, like Actually, the way trust works is you jump off the top of that staircase holding somebody else's hand, and then you trust. And we know we know that instinctively, sort of, when we go through a big crisis with someone and two people are vulnerable together. Yeah. Um, but what the good cultures do, and what Draper Kaufman, the guy you referenced, in, sort of invented and tapped into, is the incredible power of repeated vulnerability, shared vulnerability to build closeness and trust. Um, Kaufman... Was a, was a sort of a failed Navy guy who had a very well-connected family. He got connected to, he got tapped at one point to um, begin and, and found a, sort of a, a special operations team. Yeah, yeah. For the
1: Navy. yeah.
0: And he had to invent the training system for it. So he, he went and copied a bunch of stuff he had seen. And one of the st- stuff that he copied was this telephone pole drill where it wasn't to even call it a drill is kind of silly cuz there's not not very much complexity to it. Right, yeah. You just basically hold a telephone pole over your head for as long as you can. Like that's the drill, right? Yeah. And, and and you try to move it in certain ways, and you try to try to do some sort of exercises with it, roll it up a hill or twist it or flip it um, and what he found in this training system was that it was just extraordinary at creating a an incredible degree of closeness on the team and that team, which later became the SEALs team. He built all of his training around this core idea of shared vulnerability of getting guys in situations where they had to expose their weakness, where they were open and vulnerable with that weakness. And they had to adjust with each other. If your teammate is weak, you have to fill it in and they have to see if you're weak. And as a result, he built sort of a machine to produce the greatest teams of soldiers um, that we now know as the Navy SEALs. The SEALs are better teams than a lot of other special operations groups yeah. because that their training produces these repeated vulnerability loops that bring them closer and closer as a team. And we see that pattern on all highly successful cultures. They find ways. Yeah. And it's funny because most of us are allergic to that sort of openness and that sort of yeah
1: Yeah, yeah. I, that's, that's I, right, I, man. That's right. That's why I love the story. Well, I am speaking with Daniel Coyle. His book is "The Culture Code: The Secrets of Highly Successful Groups." You do have a website, Daniel. Tell us what that is.
0: That's uh, danielcoyle.com, um, and we got a few things on there that
1: hopefully people find useful. One of them is a quiz. Is it not?
0: Yeah. We, we, when you when you really see culture as clearly as this, it's easy. You know, when it's not magic, it's just set of set of signals. It's it's patterns and the idea that someone could measure the health of their culture just as easily as they could measure, say, a very simple, like a nine-question quiz that measures the level of, of strength of safety in a yeah, culture. Yeah, interesting. help people get full
1: awareness about that. Interesting. Um, uh, prior to the Culture Code, one of my favorite books was the Talent Code, uh, In Between Skills, but I want, I want you to tell everybody what the Talent Code was about. Is that okay? To just give us a kind of a br- brief story because I know – everybody in human research, everybody in leadership have read the talent code, but I want to give a plug for that also. They should read that one too. So tell me what the talent code was about.
0: Oh, I appreciate that. No, it's kind of an exploration uh, to look at what is underneath individual talent. How is it grown? What is that? What happens in your brain when you get better at something? How can you make that happen more often? Yeah. And it's kind of the predecessor to this book. You know, that idea that sent me to look at individual talent took me... Um, as you dig deeper and deeper in individual talent, you end up bumping into these extraordinary groups, and that's what sent me on the second the second journey.
1: There you went there you go. So you need to read both of them uh, audience, a business builder show audience, skill number three, and this is the way the book is broke down is establish uh, purpose and when I wrote to you earlier, I said, what i not, I loved everything, but I really admired how you took some stories that people may think they know the whole story. And you gave us some new insights. For instance, talk to me about James Burke. James
0: Burke, he was, a, he was the head of, of Johnson & Johnson during probably like the, the worst time, uh, one of the worst times in American corporate history, the Tylenol poisoning. Uh, which was in the, in the early 80s when, when a murderer basically put poison inside Tylenol and, and yeah. several people in Chicago died. Yeah. It was, a, as you can imagine, a, a, a huge crisis for Johnson & Johnson. And Burke, uh, it, it turns into, it was going to be the end of Tylenol. You know, no, why would anyone ever buy that again? But Burke was able to bring that, that brand and that company sort of back, yeah. Because of the way he organized his group around one clear direction, yeah. one clear purpose. Yeah. And he did that actually in the years before the, uh, the Tylenol crisis. They were prepared for it. They knew what was important in that group because he had organized something called a credo challenge, which actually, basically ended up to a, a series of meetings that were all about answering the question, what comes first? what comes first for us what is the first thing that we need to what, what that we need to focus on and he organized those and had them over and over again and it sounds like sort of a wasteful thing to do really to go around this giant organization and have this series of meetings challenging and with his challenging questions say what comes first what should come first should our should our shareholders come first should we come first to each other should our patients come first should should people purchasers come first And what he had discovered in those series of meetings was that patients come first. The people who take our products come first. So when this crisis came, the whole organization could organize around that very, very simple idea. They had that story in their windshield. And they could move the same direction and make decisions much more quickly and function as one group. They they removed millions of dollars of product from the show. Mm. They reacted with unbelievable amounts of openness. To to people, all because they were organized around that core principle.
1: Yeah, and so, this is exactly that core principle it was was drilled in. I'll use that phrase way before that nightmare occurred. Right to just kind of repeat that. I think that's, that's very right. important. That's
0: right. That's right. And it, it was it was drilled in, but it was also unearthed. You know, it was, uh, it was not top down. It was really brought out. So in a uh, way, that's why that conversation ends up being so important because. Everybody was behind that. Everybody understood that. They had they carved that in granite as a group. And yeah. so when the crisis happened, they knew where true north was.
1: True north. And that's the
0: question that leaders need to sort of yeah. ask themselves. I mean, it's easy to function when there's when nothing's going on, but that sense of direction, that sense of purpose, having everybody oriented around true north comes in pretty handy when there's a crisis.
1: Makes decision making a lot easier, doesn't it? When you, it. when you have that. It, it, that. That's what it does, but it takes a leader. It takes that repetitive process. It takes the whole buy and all those kinds of things that our audience and that everyone can learn um, by reading your book, The Culture Code, The Secrets of Highly Successful Groups. There's a science behind this. I've mentioned that after each skill, there's ideas for action. This is a book that you will like intellectually, uh, this is a book that you can apply. I've already told you. I already have this going into one of my clients' organizations to talk about because I think it's so important. Um, Daniel Coyle, we are down to the last minute or two. What did I miss uh, that you want to make sure that our audience knows? Because we can't possibly cover all the value of the book. It's something home I for know. me.
0: I think, uh, I think you've done a great job of covering I think the main thing that a lot of leaders take away, and I think that's who your audience is, leaders is that leaders need to uh, sort of rethink the way they think about culture and the way that they think about their own, their own skill set, their own jobs. You know, The great leaders that I met were all communication athletes. Mm. They were communication athletes in the same way that they embraced mm. that process of connecting with cultural signals over and over and over again um, and, and and relishing that, and so there's a real there's a real joy and excitement in understanding what your job really is and and what it isn't, and so I think that's something that's a, it's a cool conversation to be having right now.
1: Daniel Coyle has been my guest. His book, again, is The Culture Code, The Secrets of Highly Successful Groups. Go on to wherever you buy books. Uh, It will be released on the 30th of January. Pre-order it right now. now. Order a bunch of them because you'll want to share it. Daniel, thank you so much for being a guest on the Business Builder Show.
0: My pleasure, Marty. Thank you for having me.
1: You bet. Thank you for listening to the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf, reminding you, you can find this show and many other great shows on csuiteradio.com. So on behalf of myself, Marty Wolf, your host, and D.C. Taylor, my executive producer, thank you for listening to the Business Builder Show.
0: Bringing the business classroom to you, it's the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf.